You're listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. Here's your host, Sandy D. Hello and welcome to our show. Today's episode is about blueberries and boundaries. You might be wondering, say what? (laughs) Well, I have to confess, I just loved the alliteration. And I also actually really did want to talk about blueberries and boundaries. Not all in the same sentence, necessarily. Really? Okay, so let me start first by talking about blueberries. Uh, You might be wondering, what's so special about them, aside from the fact that they're high in antioxidants? And that is something really pretty awesome about those um those delicious fruits but what is so what is so special well last week i went blueberry picking with a small group of colleagues after work one of my colleagues whose name i won't share to respect her privacy and that of her families um she's been organizing blueberry picking outings for the last couple of years last year i didn't attend because i was visiting my mom um And I've talked about, you know, what's going on with her in a couple of episodes. But anyway, usually what I do when I do participate is I'll meet my colleague at her house and then we drive over in her car with a couple other people because it's it's not easy to find, right? This year, though, I decided to drive by myself and go directly from home. Since it's on a blueberry farm in the countryside, it really is a nice scenic route. And, you know, just taking even a short car ride alone with my music is relaxing. I love me a good road trip, even if it's like, you know, 15, 20 minute one. I love it when I'm alone and driving. Well, it was relaxing until I reached the long gravel road leading to the farm. Um, So I drive a sedan and it rides really low on the ground. Um, I used to drive an SUV and the one thing I do miss about that is being able to have a better vantage point. Um, So anyway, this car rides low on the ground. Thankfully, it does have a sport mode. So I use that in order to get up some really steep hills. But I do have to admit, my stomach turned a couple times when my tires start spinning on the gravel. And boy, did I breathe a huge sigh of relief when my car finally made it up the hill. I really had to maintain tunnel vision and laser um, laser sharp focus because anytime I looked off to the side, all I could see was how narrow the road was and the steep and sudden drop off. Like if, if the car were to deviate, it would just go down a huge ravine. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. So I made it to the blueberry farm safely And yes, that is literally all that they grow there. And I reached our small group. It was the perfect size for an introvert like me. Um, There are a few colleagues and then a few of my, the colleague who organized it, a few of her personal friends whom I had met before when some of us took a pottery class before the pandemic. And being able to reconnect with the earth and pick delicious, plump, fresh blueberries. And some of us would like do some taste testing before they went into the bucket. <laughs> um, you're, you're, you know, me as well. Um, while getting to know my colleagues was really refreshing. Um, even for an introvert like me, I really enjoy it. I guess I could say it's not that I don't like people. It's I really don't like huge crowds, but when it's a smaller group of really nice people, um, with whom I can connect with, 
Um, that's more my jam, like smaller groups where you actually can have meaningful conversations. And believe it or not, you actually can while you're blueberry picking. So I also had the honor of meeting, uh, who I hope will be a future podcast guest whose book I recently read. It was, um, actually a book that the colleague who organized it had recommended and she, um, loaned the book to me. Um, so I'll talk more about that hopefully on an upcoming episode, but after a year of pandemic life, being able to meet an author in person at, you know, in an informal event and unexpectedly like that was just wonderful. I, it brought such joy to my heart. I have to say this sounds really cheesy, but it's true. I was able to give her my feedback on her book face to face. And then she in turn, she had also listened to my podcast because my, um, our mutual friend had suggested like, Hey, would you be interested in the podcast or whatever? And she shared her appreciation and that meant all the world to me. I truly did. So anyway, um, I managed to pick four quarts of blueberries. Don't ask me how I did. I mean, I was able to talk and, and pick, <laughs> pick the blueberries and, um, I diligently washed and froze them. So um, this winter, we're going to have yummy um, blueberries for pancakes or muffins or actually frozen blueberries at Great and Smoothies, too. Uh, if you enjoy um, baking or have any other like good blueberry recipes to share, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. Um, I would love to see what you've got. Anyway, um, we're going to take a really short break. And when we come back... I want to talk briefly about the other B that I was talking about, boundaries. Ignite the fire within. Sandy D's fire audio affirmations will make you feel fearless and inspired. You will radiate with positive energy. Be empowered and gain clarity. Spark your motivation with these powerful audio affirmations. Bring joy to your heart and soul. Fire affirmations included in the Find Your Inner Zen digital bundle. Available at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. Ignite the fire within. Okay, so as I mentioned, I've been wanting to work on setting better boundaries both at home and at work. And as some of you as some of you know, I've been doing some inner work in Rebecca Force You Unleashed program. As a lifelong people pleaser, I've always had trouble saying no when people ask for help. I'm well aware that overcommitting and You know, not saying no at the outset is a lot worse than just saying a simple no. Constantly saying yes makes me feel like a doormat and unrespected. So I've been working on, you know, reminding myself that saying no to things I don't want to do or I don't have the time to do um, opens the door to saying yes to what I actually want to do. And saying no doesn't mean people will automatically think of me as, you know, some mean jerk. Not if you're polite about it and respectful. And you know what? If they've got a problem with me saying no, so be it. That's their problem and it is not mine. Of course, unless it's, you know, something you're supposed to do. But you know what I mean. 
Recently, I was asked if I could do something, and instead of jumping up to say yes, I thought about it carefully and the next day explained, although I wanted to help, I just couldn't do it. It was something for work. Um, it was really hard to say no because it was a colleague at another unit, and it's someone I really appreciate. I really did want to help them out, um, but it was going to be for like over a week and my actual workload has been nonstop crazy um, and just our work in general since the pandemic started. It's been constant crisis management mode and constantly having to tweak communications. And it's just been it's been um, well, I'm grateful for the work. It's been pretty crazy. So I had to say, you know, unfortunately, I really just can't do it now. Um, the nice thing is. I got a really nice response, thank you email, um, thanking me for my honesty and to not worry about it that she'd ask somebody else. You know, there are other people who can help. So I really appreciate her professionalism and the fact that she was understanding. Like She didn't tr make me feel like, you know, terrible for saying no. That was really nice. And then later in the week, speaking of more boundaries, more on the lines of, you know, at on the home front. One of my kids said that he was uh, planning on going out of state to visit childhood friends. And I point blank asked, well, how do you intend to get there? Because he's been borrowing my car throughout the pandemic. Of course, with my permission, he's on my car insurance and I've been telecommuting. But I've been getting kind of frustrated with not having access to my car <laughs> um, and having to constantly ask, are you working today and what time and trying to like plan errands around that. It's getting old. Um, so I explained, you know, you know, my return to work in person. Um, the date was moved up by a week. Soon my car is going to be completely off limits. So really, it's time for you to go car shopping, kid. <laughs> He was mature about it, and thankfully, um, he's been managing his credit wisely, so he didn't have issues as far as being able to qualify for a car loan, thankfully. And so, what a relief it was this weekend he bought a used car for himself. Um, so happy for him. Setting boundaries with my personal property, my car, precipitated his car purchase, and boy, did he have a smile the size of a Cheshire cat smile when he picked up the car that, you know, it's it's a used car, but for him, it's, you know, new to him. And you could tell he, he was just, he was just beaming when he got his car. So adorable. <laughs> so my advice for setting boundaries, and I'm definitely not an expert, of course, and I'm still learning. I'm definitely a work in progress here. But first recognize you know, what areas and with whom do you need to set ben, uh, better boundaries? Then start actually practicing by saying no. Be polite, but also be firm. And keep your nose short and confident. Don't give long-winded reasons and justifications because then you don't sound as confident. And then people think, if you start giving long explanations and justifications, then they think that there's maybe a possibility that you'll change your mind. So just don't do that. Don't do it like that. If I know it's hard, but trust me, don't do it like that. When you do have healthy boundaries, you tend to not like overshare, like think, you know, all those TMI things. And I'm not talking about completely shutting people out of your life, but I'm talking, you know, like making sure your deeply personal stuff isn't something you're constantly dumping onto, you know, 
colleagues and acquaintances, you know, somewhere where it's like not appropriate, you know, just, you know, be balanced about it. And when you have healthy boundaries, you understand, you know, your needs, your wants, and you're able to communicate them. That can be hard. The communication piece can be hard because, um, you know, oftentimes one gets frustrated. We think, oh, people should just be able to read our mind and magically understand what we want, what we need. Mm, no, it doesn't work like that. Another sign of healthy boundaries is having your opinions valued. If your opinions are not being valued, then honestly, that's a toxic relationship, whether it's at work or in your personal life. So uh, that's a big red flag when your opinion is not valued. Even if you have a controversial opinion that people don't agree with, they should at least respect you for holding your opinion. Um, that's my take on it, at least. Last but not least, and it's this is by no means a comprehensive list, don't be afraid to say no, as I mentioned, you know, earlier that I'm, you know, still kind of working on, but I've had some success here. <laughs> Women frequently do feel guilty for setting boundaries. We, you know, might worry too much about what will people think and we're afraid we'll lose friends and family. You know, maybe sometimes we do. And guess what? You know what? That's okay. If people get mad at us, they'll, they'll get over it. It's funny because um, it seems that I don't know if it's hardwiring that's different or what it is, but guys seem to like not be as torn up about just saying a, a firm no. I've, I, this is my observation. Um, if they can't do something, they'll just straight out, generally speaking, say no. Um, and, and this is especially my observations, like in the workforce, men have no problem saying, nope, busy <laughs> and that's it. And they move on. They don't even give a long explanation. Um, but with women, a lot of times we feel like we have to give detailed explanations. And guess what? We really don't have to most of the time. If you need some more help with setting boundaries, I highly recommend um, the big, it's called the Better Beginnings Boundary Workbook. And it's Megan at OK Now Breathe. She's going to be releasing it soon. I recently got a sneak peek as a, as a beta tester. And it is truly an amazing resource for identifying and setting boundaries. Megan walks you through like different types of boundaries. She provides concrete examples of boundary violations. And she gives ideas on what you can say to enforce boundaries. You know, I have uh, time boundary issues at work. And as I you know, alluded to earlier in part, and I found this section to be especially helpful. There are also like tons of tools to help you feel more confident so you can, you know, effectively set boundaries. And I loved, she includes in there a whole like section on chakra balancing. She talks about like the first five chakras because she says those first five um, affect more like boundary setting and everything. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend it. So in the meantime, follow Megan over on IG at OK Now Breathe, and I'll include something in the show notes and join her mailing list for more information. I don't think the workbook is quite out yet, but you can join her her email list and get on the wait list for it. It's definitely well worth the wait. It is a really great resource. Uh, so, OK, enough about blueberries and boundaries. I hope you are all hot all having a great summer. Um, before you know it, it's going to be over and it's going to be back to school. And I cannot believe my youngest is going to be a senior in high school. 
Um, it's incredible. It feels like this kid was born like, you know, just yesterday. <laughs> I was watching, I was watching this weekend, uh, um, a movie. It was a love actually or whatever, kind of cheesy. And, uh, it turns out we were looking something up and realized this movie's from like 2003, which is the year my son was born. And he walked in at one point and we we're telling him, yeah, this movie's as old as you are. And it just, it blew my mind away. I'm like, wow. And, um, I actually was saying uh, to G, my partner, you know, a lot of things that, you know, people maybe thought were funny back in 2003, that stuff doesn't really fly anymore. It's not really very funny. Um, and I won't go into detail, but if you if you watch it, you'll, you'll probably understand what I'm talking about. It's um, some of the behavior, you know, of course, it's a, you know, caricature of men's behavior towards women, but it's kind of sad <laughs> that people even thought that stuff was funny back then. Um, anyway, I hope you're all having a great summer, as I said, and thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate your support. Um, take care. Ciao. You have been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. Check out our blog at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. And follow us on Instagram at All Things Relax Studios. Until next time.